Hey friend, I'm so glad you're here. I pray that you come as you are and walk away feeling changed. And not because of me, but because of Jesus. In Christ, we are a new creation. We're no longer bound by our past or to do things the way we've always done them, or even the way the world tells us we should. In Him, we are remade and we have new life. So pull up a seat and open your heart as we grow in our walk together and focus on the type of health that's everlasting. Hello! Welcome to the Radiantly Healthy podcast, where our focus is keeping our eyes on Jesus and standing strong on God's promises as we navigate through the struggles of everyday life. I'm your host, Jenny Chadema, Christ-focused health and wellness coach, and my goal is to inspire you, encourage you, and maybe even challenge you to make choices towards a more fulfilling life. And today, we are talking about anxiety. What do I do with my anxiety? As a Christian, where do we go? What do we do? How do we walk through it? So we're going to take a look at 1 Peter 5, 6 to 11 today, and I'm just going to give you a few simple steps on how you can move through that in order to experience some more peace in your everyday life. So uh, who's really feeling anxious these days? Anyone? I mean, I can name a few things that are happening right now. So we've got a global pandemic. It's an election year. If you live in my neck of the woods, which is northeastern Iowa, Cedar Rapids, we experienced a derecho, which is an inland hurricane in August. So there's still cleanup going on with that. You know, I mean, those are just a few things, right? I mean, then there's like the personal things that we've got going on in our life. You know, maybe your spouse is without a job or your kids were in school and now they're not. Maybe you don't know how the bills are going to get paid. And if we take a closer look at like what actually anxiety is, it's a feeling of worry or nervousness or unease with something that's about to happen or something that's unknown. And I think we can all agree that for each of us at different times in our life, we've experienced some anxiety, right? This, this we're worried about something that that's gonna happen right we know it's we know it's in the future and we're trying to figure out all the different scenarios we're playing it all over in our mind right or maybe it's something that we don't know if it's going to happen or not but again we're trying to figure everything out on our own and if we really look at where this begins it starts in our mind our thoughts lead to our feelings and our feelings lead to our actions. And so we really want to take a look at our thoughts. You know, is that voice in your head growing louder? And you know the one I'm talking about, right? That's maybe right now it's saying, it's never going to get any better. Things are always going to be this way. You're going to lose your job. Your kids have no future. You know what I'm talking about? Like this voice is nasty. (laughs) And it's like, where do we go from here? You know, do we start to eat? We turn to food, right? Because we don't want to feel all this stuff. It makes us feel uncomfortable. Or maybe we're turning to alcohol, you know, a few extra glasses of wine a night. Or maybe we're shopping, 
or Netflix, binging out of Netflix or social media. But as a Christian, like, have you been taking this to God in prayer? Like the real stuff that's on your heart, not this glossed over version, not the Christianese, like perfectly polished, put together prayer, but like the ugly, painful truth about how you're feeling. God can handle it. And in fact, his word instructs us to do just that. So let's dig into scripture. If you have your Bible nearby, you can kind of follow along. I'm going to read from 1 Peter. And today, like I said, we're, we're going to take a look at verses 6 to 11. So verse 6 says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you. So if you want to take notes today as I give you these few steps or tips on how you can kind of work through your anxiety, um, grab your pen and paper. And the first one, tip number one, is humble yourself. What does it mean to humble yourself? Well, acknowledge he's God, I'm not. (laughs) Right? We're trying to figure out this scenario. We're trying to figure everything out. We're the ones that we're playing it over and over and over, right? No. Peter says, humble yourselves. So first, it's something that we can do. Right? Like we can decide to put aside our will and be obedient to the will of God. Put aside our thoughts and receive the will of God. And here's something that I think is really interesting. Humility is the opposite of pride. And worry is a form of pride because it involves taking all of this concerns, all the stuff that we're trying to figure out and we're putting it upon ourselves instead of giving it to God. Wow, right? Like when we are sitting here trying to play every darn scenario in our mind and try and figure everything out, it's pride. Because we're trying to take it on instead of giving it to God. We are going to suffer in this life. We are going to experience things that are outside of our control, but we can be confident it's not going to last forever because, as the rest of this verse says, God will exalt us. He will exalt his people. So then, moving on to verse 7, casting all your anxieties on him. Because he cares for you. So here's number two. Cast all your anxieties on him. What does that mean? We're going to give our worries to Jesus. All of it. The stuff that's about to happen. The stuff that's unknown. Every single bit of it. We're going to take all of that to him in prayer. I had to give you kind of a real life situation. So I have a friend and, you know, they're kind of going through a hard time right now. And 
Uh, you know, her husband has lost his job and she's got quite a bit on her plate as well. And, you know, I said, have you talked to him about this? And she's like, oh, no, you know, like, I don't really want to put that on him. Well, this is not the case with Jesus. God's word says, cast all of your anxieties on him. That means everything that we're worried about or we feel uneasy about or that's keeping us up at night, like every single thing, all of it, we want to give it to him. And why do we want to do this? Because he cares for you. Because he cares. This is not some far off like deity that's, you know, wants nothing to do with us. Like this is Jesus Christ who wants to have a personal relationship with you. Think about your best friend. You know, the person that's closest to you. I would be willing to bet that you confide in them. Like you tell them absolutely every single tiny thing that's going on in your life, right? That's Jesus. You want to think of him as your new BFF. We can trust him because he cares for us. So the first tip that I gave you was humble yourself, right? So as we're moving through our anxiety, what do you want to do? You want to humble yourself. You want to acknowledge that, hey, yeah, you're God, I'm not, right? The next thing we want to do is give all of our worries to Jesus. We're going to cast all of our anxieties on him. So now we're going to take a look at verse 8, which says, Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. So here's step three or tip number three. You want to be sober-minded and watchful. You want to keep calm and be on the lookout for the enemy. And if we take a look at the word sober, translated from Greek, it means to be sober, calm, collected, to have good sense, good judgment, wisdom, you know, this kind of level-headedness in times of stress. So we're not freaking out and flying off the handle, right? When there's all these things that we don't know what's going to happen or maybe it's going to happen, but we're trying to play out all the outcomes, right? Like, no, we want to be calm, And we want to be on the lookout because as Christians, we need to be spiritually vigilant. We want to watch for possible danger and attacks from the devil, who really is like our great enemy and opponent. And Peter kind of uses this graphic image of a lion to kind of describe um, Satan's threat. You know, he prowls around seeking someone to devour and hoping that as believers we'll be terrified in the tough stuff or we'll be deceived and fall into sin that we that we won't be right like we want to be on the lookout because his mission the enemy's mission is to separate us from god period so that voice that says you know Things are never going to get better. 
He wants you turning to wine. Or the voice that says, you know, it's always going to be this way. He wants you binging on food and overeating. He wants you curled up in a ball in your closet because you don't know how much more you can take. He's the father of lies. John 10.10 says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But the rest of that verse says, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. So the devil might try and, you know, threaten to devour us. But as Christians, we have assurance from God's word that we will be guarded by God's power. Let's take a look at verse 9. So it says, resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. The fourth step that we want to take, or this fourth tip, is to stand in faith. We want to stand in trust. As Christians, we don't need to fear the devil because God has given us power to stand against him by being firm in faith and trusting him. We can trust in God's promises. As believers, you know, we know that suffering is not the final word and that ultimately we'll be exalted. You know, this, this suffering that we're experiencing, this anxiety that we're feeling, you know, about things that have happened or, or might happen, is being experienced by believers everywhere. And we can take courage that we're not alone. And as God's children, we stand together in faith. So let's take a look at verses 10 and 11. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. So the last step or the last tip for you here is to remind yourself who God is. Remind yourself who God is. We get so focused on ourselves and how we feel that we forget who God is. It talks about, you know, a little while. And from God's perspective, our time in this world is brief. So no matter how long or intense the suffering might be, it's short compared to the joys of eternity with him. 
he called you to his eternal glory in Christ. He called you. God calls us because he loves us. Because he is love. It has nothing to do with what we do or don't do. And has everything to do with who God is. He loves us. He's for us. It talks about restore, confirm, strengthen, establish. You know, God will eventually restore whatever we've lost for the sake of Christ. And it says in scripture, you know, suffering will come first. Our time on earth is not going to be a cakewalk. (laughs) But as a Christian, it's followed by eternal glory. You know, it's God who calls us as believers by his grace. Again, his grace. It's unmerited. We can't earn it. He calls us because he wants to. Because that's who God is. He desires for us to belong to him. So he will provide the protection we need against the attacks from the enemy and Give us the strength to keep going until we're called home to him. And because God is sovereign, like he is in control of everything, essentially as believers, we have nothing to fear. But it's up to us. What voice are we going to listen to? The one that tells us that, you know, we've blown it. That life's never going to get any better. That we're all alone. We're a failure. Or are we going to listen to the one that says we are loved and called and chosen and provided for and protected? From a physiological standpoint, so our brain has kind of these neural pathways And if we are used to thinking negative thoughts, they've created these grooves or these highways into our brain. And so it makes it that much easier to think those negative thoughts. What we want to do is create new neural pathways in our mind. And we do that by replacing the lies, you know, the ones we just talked about, that the enemy is trying to get us to believe 
so that he separates us from God. We want to replace that with truth. And that's where God's word comes in. That's where we want to be meeting with him every single day and diving into scripture so that we can recognize when those lies come in. And I know for me, like, here's the thing, like, we can't control the thoughts that come in, but we can control what we do with them. And what I mean by that is like, you know, the, the voice that comes in that says, you know, it's always going to be like this. It's never going to get any better. We can't necessarily control that that comes in, but we can decide if we're going to accept that as the truth over our life. Meanwhile, making us an anxious, hot mess, or are we going to take it to God in prayer and dive into his word and receive in his truth over our life? And as we talked about, you know, we can, we can take all of this stuff to him because he cares for us. Yeah, we want to be calm. We want to be on the lookout for the enemy, but when it comes down to it, God is greater. And we can trust him. He's 100% good. And you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a theologian. I'm just a girl who loves Jesus. So I want to put this out there too. Because sometimes when we have a condition like anxiety, depending upon the severity of it, we may need to seek other help, whether that's with a healthcare professional or a counselor or a coach or medication. You know, I know in my journey, I've sought out numerous different um, kind of pathways to help me on my journey of recovery. You know, I've sought out different people, um, other outlets that have really helped play a vital role in my life. And so I also want you to know that as well, that where we want to start and begin is with Christ. And that is something that if your anxiety feels like it's out of your control, then maybe you need to go see someone or maybe you do need medication. I don't know, but I would begin with taking it to God in prayer and really asking for his guidance. So I want to recap real quick on those steps that we talked about. And, you know, what do I do with my anxiety? Well, one, humble yourself, right? He's God, I'm not. Next, two, cast your anxieties on him. So we're going to give all of our worries to Jesus, all of it, right? Like every single nitty gritty, dirty little detail, right? We're not going to hold anything back. Three, we're going to be sober-minded and watchful, right? So we're not going to be freaking out, losing our mind. We're going to keep calm, but we're going to be on the lookout, right? Because we know the enemy's not something to play around with. We know who won the battle. However, we do want to be a little bit serious about this. Four, we're going to stand in faith, right? Complete trust in God. And then the fifth step is just remind yourself who God is. So I'm so glad that uh, you hung out with me today 
And, you know, if this podcast has impacted you or if you liked what I've shared, uh, I'd love for you to subscribe or leave a review or maybe even share with someone uh, that needs a little extra encouragement and a whole lot of Jesus. So we'll see you next time. See ya. Thank you.